Hare Krishna Welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita Today we are going to discuss a very very important topic which is how to understand the mercy of Lord Chaitanya and in particular we will also be going through the offenses against the chanting of the holy name and how we can overcome those offenses by taking shelter of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and how to take shelter of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, we will do an overview kind of um, study of this chapter and then we will go through the offenses I don't know how much we can cover today um, let's see we will say our Mangalacharan prayers and we will then we will begin Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupahakadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vishnamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namun Namaha Namum Vishnupadaya Krishna Preshtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminitinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So today we will be discussing a very important topic I hope the volume is okay I don't know if it's okay let me know if it's okay alright so so we um, looked at the first 15 verses the magic of Lord Chaitanya's mercy okay volume is okay alright fine so the magic of Lord Chaitanya's mercy we have studied the first 15 verses of the 8th chapter now in those verses basically um, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami is condemning those who do not accept Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the Supreme Personality of Godhead because in the first 7 chapters 
extensive evidence has been presented to show that uh, i mean um, shri chaitanya mahaprabhu is the supreme personality of godhead krishna himself but for those who don't believe um then he he now says that they are very misfortunate unfortunate sorry so we ended off the last um session with the 15th verse which says that as you can see here if you are indeed interested in logic and argument kindly apply to the mercy of shri chaitanya mahaprabhu if you do so you will find it to be strikingly wonderful so as shri prabhupada said we have to surrender with intelligence we should not surrender our intelligence um if we surrender our intelligence then you see in today's kaliyuga that's a classic example so many cheaters will come and cheat because we surrendered our intelligence we we don't we're not using our intelligence anymore um that that's the condition of the people today in this kaliyuga and therefore so many bogus gurus thrive um based on this so we have to study with logic and argument and see who is the person to be worshiped in fact there was once a conversation in the janaloka planet if you know janaloka it is um we are in the bhuloka then bhuvarloka swargaloka uh, janaloka and then maharloka tapoloka satyaloka so these are the planetary systems all the heavenly planetary systems are only in the swargaloka planetary system janaloka is above even heavenly planets so there there was a conversation which was referred to in the i think 87th or 88th chapter of the shrimad bhagavatam 10th canto so there it is stated that bhrugumuni and other many other munis were trying to understand who is a person that is that is worthy of worship worthy of everyone's worship so bhrugumuni conducted the test and um, he decided how he wanted to conduct the test he said um whoever can control his senses whoever is a master because real master is not one who has dominated over the world or dominated the universe no has he dominated his senses that is the real master uh even in the bible there is this uh, saying that what profiteth a man who gains the whole world but loses his eternal soul so that is true if we gain the whole world like alexander the great he you know conquered i mean he conquered so much territory or in from the east there was uh, genghis khan who conquered who had the in recent history he his kingdom was the biggest hmm. so but they cannot control their own soul i mean i mean in the, in the sense that they cannot control their senses he don't even know who he is so what is the use of such a conquest so real conquest is when we conquer our senses you see hiranyakashipu he was a master of the whole universe but he could not control his senses his name hiranyakashipu hiranya means gold and kashipu means soft bed money and women so he cannot control his senses so a person who a material hero a hero in the material sphere uh, he is known for his extravagant indulgence in senses whoever can indulge more in the senses uh, he is looked upon as a hero hmm. one who looks good who can attract the opposite sex who can you know have a lot of money who can satisfy his desires he is 
um, termed as a successful person in this Kali Yuga. Not only Kali Yuga, in the whole material world. Even in the heavenly planets, the same thing goes on. But a spiritual hero, a hero in the spiritual sphere, is he who can control his senses and serve Krishna without deviation. Uh, so, anyway, Bhrugumuni wanted to test who is the greatest. The greatest must be the greatest conqueror and whoever conquers his senses, conquers his senses. So, he decided, okay, I will go and insult. Because among the, all the personalities in the universe, three of them are the at the very helm of the affairs of the universe. Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva. So, these three are the helm of affairs of the universe. So now, among the three, who is the who is the supreme? So there was a big argument, huge debate going on in the Janaloka system, planetary system. You see, that means even higher than Svargaloka, still they don't have conclusive knowledge about the supremacy of the Lord. So the very fact that we are sitting and discussing the supremacy of Lord, not only Lord Krishna, but also His most magnif- um, munificent incarnation, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this is a very very rare opportunity not only in this world but in the entire universe we conclusively know that krishna is the supreme personality of godhead and chaitanya mahaprabhu is the supreme personality of godhead we know this conclusively so this is very inaccessible even to the sages at janaloka who are always engaged in austerity they are not clear also so there was this doubt and Bhrigumani wanted to test them. So he insult, he wanted to insult them, these three top personalities in the universe. And see who can control his senses. So you can insult, <coughs> you can insult in three ways. With mind, body and words. Just like we want to surrender, I mean there are so many prayers by devotees, I want to surrender with my mind, body and words, right? Manasa deho geho joki chumor. So now, Kayena Vacha Manasendriya Irva. Kayena Vacha Manasa. Of course, Indriya Irva. Buddhyat Manava Anusrita Swabhava. So, anyway, uh, so many things are there that can be offered to the Lord. But it starts with all these things. In fact, if we see the other things, like for example, Buddhya or uh, indriya again it comes back to action so it karmana manasa vacha so he wanted to offend these three personalities so first the least offensive is an indirect offense that means he did not say anything he did not do anything but he offended by mental mental offense so first what he did he went to brahma his father bhagavan's father is brahma so he went to Brahma first. Then he tested. So basically, because a son must respect the father and especially a person who is Lord Brahma. So he went to the Lord Brahma's assembly and then stood there, did not say anything. Did not insult him by words, but just stood there, did not offer his respect, did not say a word of praise, nothing. Uh, so in that way, he wanted to see Brahma's reaction. He wanted to elicit reaction from Brahma. So Brahma was quite upset what kind of nonsense son are you you don't even have basic courtesy you don't know how to respect your father and you are supposed to be you know one of the great sages what will you lead in this way was 
so he was very upset that he did not um, respect his father i mean respect him so then he left that place okay he is getting angry if i do not respect him all right fine next he went to lord shiva's place kailash and there he insulted lord shiva with words he insulted him with words oh what kind of a nonsense are you you are uh, just like a um, you know a ghostly haunted person all dirty you know whole body dirty with ashes and all these things and you know almost naked what is this then um, so he offended with words manasa vacha so lord shiva got very angry lord shiva um, of course brahma and shiva are great vaishnavas but in their capacity as demigods they are in charge of the mode of passion and ignorant yeah ignorance so they they exhibited their respective qualities guna avatar in the six types of avatars six categories of avatars of krishna one of them is guna avatar guna means the mode of material nature goodness passion and ignorance sattvic rajasic and tamasic so tamogun was is in, is um, um sorry lord shiva he is the in charge of tamogun mode of ignorance and lord brahma is the in charge of rajogun mode of passion so brahma exhibited um anger and lord shiva exhibited anger then he went to vishnu this time he wanted to do the greatest offense possible with body if you don't respect someone don't offer somebody respect that is offense with mind if you if you insult somebody there is offense with words if you actually do physical harm to that person oh, like you see jaga and madhai they not only insulted and they went and physically they abused physically they attacked nithan prabhu same so that is very very um, horrible offense serious offense so bhrigumani he went to lord vishnu and he went straight as lakshmi was massaging him and all that he went straight and kicked lord vishnu on the chest and lord vishnu very um, um i mean lord vishnu is in charge of the mode of goodness of course he is in transcendental goodness actually all of them are in transcendental goodness because all of them are pure devotees brahma shiva also but because they take shelter of krishna that's why they are in the uh, transcendental goodness there is this verse you know two verses are there um shrimad bhagavatam 1 11 38 etadishanam ishasya prakritas प्रकृतिस्थोपितुणुज्यते सदात्मस्थर्यथाबुद्धिस्तदाश्रया दिस इज द डिविटी ऑफ द पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड ही इज नॉट एफेक्टेड बाय द क्वालिटीज ऑफ मेटीरियल नेचर इवन दो ही इज इन कॉन्टैक्ट विद दम सिमिलरली द डिवोटीज हू हैव टेकन शेल्टर ऑफ द लॉर्ड डो नॉट बिकम इन्फ्लुएंस्ड बाय द मेटीरियल क्वालिटी सो द डिवोटीज ऑल्सो डोंट बिकम इन्फ्लुएंस एंड आई मीन वैष्णवा यथा शंभु शंभु लॉर्ड शिवा इज द ग्रेटेस्ट वैष्णव इन द यूनिवर्स एंड लॉर्ड ब्रह्मा इज द ग्रेट संप्रदाय आचार्य he is also extremely after shiva brahma only brahma is the most qualified devotee in the both of them as a, as devotees they are on the same because pure devotee is a pure devotee but in their capacity as demigods um, they were showing their nature and the other verse regarding the same is i think some of you already know kanto 10 chapter 88 
text 5 हरिर्हि निर्गुण साक्षात पुरुषः प्रकृतेह परः ससर्वद्रक उपद्रष्टा तंभजन निर्गुणो भवेत लॉर्ड हरि हाउएवर हैज नो कनेक्शन विद द मटेरियल मोड्स ही इज द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉडहेड द ऑल सीइंग इटर्नल विटनेस हु इज ट्रांसेंडेंटल टू मटेरियल नेचर वन हु वर्शिप्स हिम बिकम्स सिमिलरली फ्री फ्रॉम द मटेरियल मोड्स सो फ्रॉम दिस यू कैन अंडरस्टैंड दैट लॉर्ड ब्रह्मा एंड लॉर्ड शिवा आल्सो प्योर बट इन देयर कैपेसिटी एज डेमी गॉड्स दे एग्जिबिटेड डिफेक्ट्स इन देयर कैरेक्टर so lord vishnu on the other hand uh, when he was kicked by bhrugumuni he immediately got down his bedstead and uh, he apologized to bhrugumuni and he said i am um, very sorry that i did not take note of your presence here it is right that you have kicked me in fact my by your feet touching my chest it has become pure and therefore uh, lakshmi who will be represented by the belt or the golden belt in the chest area of the lord uh, she will eternally reside in this uh, on my chest because of being purified by the touch of your lotus feet you are a great brahmana and uh, i am very i i uh, it hurts me that my hard chest uh, is too hard for your soft lotus feet Uh, please excuse me he, he you know he actually feelingly offers uh, apologies then bhrugumuni just tears were rolling down his eyes where we can find such a personality uh, uh, how is it that he is saying that you know by the mercy of my foot <laughs> uh, he is uh, becoming fortunate so then he concluded lord vishnu is the supreme and he went to janaloka back and then he informed them of course after profusely praising the lord so of course that bhrugumuni because of that kicking he was cursed by lakshmi and he became a hunter who eventually shot krishna in the foot just a second here this setup you know is uh, still uh, i mean it's it's kind of done but some things have to be tweaked here and there okay now it's a bit better there's just too much space over the head okay so so this this was the um thing so there was test to decide who is the person worthy of worship so similarly in kali yuga we have to understand with proper reasoning and therefore krishnas kavraj goswami said if you really interested in understanding then study the activities of chaitanya mahaprabhu you will find that he is the supreme personality of godhead and his pastimes are strikingly wonderful his mercy is strikingly wonderful so he has stopped i mean we have stopped there in the last session today actually this rest of the chapter is um, can be divided into two broad sections so basically the whole chapter 3 sections we have done the first section 15 verses where he condemns those who have not taken shelter of the lord and who are doubtful who want to find out more okay there is a way to find out um, but um the thing is if you if you study carefully with your logic and reasoning so how to study is also he is explaining now what is the most uh 
advanced what is the see as we know rupa goswami said namo mahavadanyaya the most charitable person is um chaitanya mahaprabhu and charity means to help others hmm. and what is real help real help is to stop all miseries once and for all not stop some miseries for temporary uh, benefit no uh, in temporary fashion no that is not real help permanently stop everything all miseries that is real charitable activity and for many they understand um, mukti as that chatur purushartha uh, that turiya purushartha the fourth um, aim of human life dharma artha kama moksha so the moksha is the cessation of all material life material miseries and that they think is um, ultimate goal um but we cannot sustain mukti without bhakti we'll fall back again to material activity because we are active the soul is active and therefore only by bhakti by serving krishna and satisfying his desires then we will have complete engagement and complete satisfaction from such service so much so that material happiness and even liberation is nothing compared to such a such an achievement so this is the offering of chaitanya mahaprabhu prema pumartho mahan panchama purushartha love of godhead so that will once and for all solve all problems and not just for solving problems to reinstate us in our original position in the quickest possible way now there are many processes like you know kriteya dhyayato vishnu त्रेतायाम यजतो मखाये द्वापरे परिचर्यायाम कलौतधारी कीर्तनाथ इन अदर युगर्स वेरी इलाबरेट लॉन्ग प्रोसेसेस वर अंडरटेकन टू अचीव दिस एंड कृतयुग मेडिटेशन फॉर थाउजेंड्स एंड थाउजेंड्स ऑफ इयर्स त्रेतायुग बाय वेरी वेरी गॉर्जियस और इलाबरेट फायर सैक्रिफाइसेस and then in the dwapar yuga by opulent temple worship kali yuga by chanting the holy name so it is very one second now the camera angle is off okay yes this is more like it okay so the what we were saying yes so the mukti cannot be sustained with a without bhakti so that highest um what do you say um, gift is given by chaitanya mahaprabhu and that is not very easy to get it's the most difficult attainment and that most difficult attainment chaitanya mahaprabhu is giving freely to the worst sinners not to he is not seeing whether this person is qualified or not no he worst sinners even he is giving so that is explained in this chapter so after this the first section which we did last week this week i mean um, the next section would be the difficulty in chanting hare krishna even though it is the easiest method 
but still there are offenses to be considered and because of these offenses we may continue for millions of years till we may not get uh, love of godhead uh, but if we take shelter of chaitanya mahaprabhu then yes very quickly we will achieve and another place and more evidence is given that even mukti can be easily achieved but bhakti krishna reserves it he is very thrifty with giving bhakti he does not give it very easily but with chaitanya mahaprabhu he is not thrifty he is very very generous hmm that's an that's another th- aspect so now to understand chaitanya mahaprabhu and his mercy where can we get material okay oh Uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu offered this okay i want to know more about chaitanya mahaprabhu who is chaitanya mahaprabhu and how why did he come and what is his mission uh, what is his great love of god what is what is all this so then the next section uh, krishna das kavraj goswami he recommends reading chaitanya bhagavat uh, written by vrindavan das thakur and then he he glorifies chaitanya bhagavat a lot he he glorifies vrindavan das thakur then he finally says vrindavan das thakur because he wanted to bring it out so the later pa- uh, will bring it out quickly of course it was very very voluminous chaitanya mahaprabhu's past times uh, but because he had to do it in a hurry and then bring it out to the world so his later past times of chaitanya mahaprabhu uh, were not very elaborately discussed or described so then he says i have um, received the instruction from vrindavan das thakur and you know even uh, nityananda prabhu and i think he mentions even raghunath das goswami also says um that's how um i have taken up this task at such an old age um and he also says one more point that this uh, vrindavan das thakur's chaitanya bhagavat is personally spoken by chaitanya mahaprabhu in the sense that vrindavan das thakur wrote it um on the dictation of chaitanya mahaprabhu it it's completely by the mercy of chaitanya mahaprabhu that chaitanya bhagavat was written by vidnavan das thakur now similarly krishnadas kavraj goswami also received benediction from madan mohan vigraha and you know he he wrote the chaitanya charitamrita so a pure devotee's writing is dictated by krishna so it's non different from krishna speaking when we are reading the words of a pure devotee that's why adi 2.86 and 7.107 say the same thing that the lord and the devotee their words are not imperfect they don't have these four defects of the conditioned soul so that is the flow of this chapter how he received the order of his um, guru to write the chaitanya charitamrita so it all starts with how to understand chaitanya mahaprabhu's mercy how to understand more about chaitanya mahaprabhu so chaitanya bhagavat and chaitanya charitamrita and before that the chanting of hari krishna the offenses offenses that are to be avoided and how to take ch- shelter of shri chaitanya mahaprabhu it is not of course we that's why we chant jai shri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda shri advaita gadadhar shri vasad gaur bhakt vrinda so this panchatatva mahamantra we sing or we chant before chanting the hare krishna mahamantra now 
ఈవెన్ దో వీ మై చాన్ జయ శ్రీకృష్ణ చైతన్య మహా ప్రభు నిత్యానంద వీ హ్యావ్ టు టేక్ షెల్టర్ ఆఫ్ చైతన్య మహాప్రభు అండ్ భక్తి సిద్ధాంత సరస్వతి ఠాకూర్ ఇన్ ద పర్పోర్ట్ వీ విల్ ఐ డోంట్ నో వెదర్ యూ కెన్ కవర్ దట్ టుడే సో హీ సేస్ దట్ టేకింగ్ షెల్టర్ మీన్స్ త్రినాథపి సునీచైన తరోరపి సహిష్ణునాథ శిక్షాష్టక ఇఫ్ యూ సీ ద ఎయిట్ వర్సెస్ ఆఫ్ శిక్షాష్టక దే ఆర్ ద ప్రోగ్రెసివ్ స్టేజెస్ ఆఫ్ అడ్వాన్స్మెంట్ ఆఫ్ ఎ డివోటింగ్ ఈచ్ వర్స్ గోస్ టు ద నెక్స్ట్ స్టేజ్ నెక్స్ట్ స్టేజ్ నెక్స్ట్ స్టేజ్ సో ఇన్ ద బిగినింగ్ ఫస్ట్ వన్ ఈజ్ దట్ వన్ అండర్స్టాండ్స్ వన్ బిగిన్స్ టు అండర్స్టాండ్ ద గ్లోరీ ఆఫ్ ద సంకీర్తన్ మూవ్మెంట్ హౌ గ్లోరియస్ ఇట్ ఈస్ హౌ యూ కెన్ హెల్ప్ ద ఎంటైర్ హ్యుమానిటీ సో దెన్ విత్ గుడ్ ఫెయిత్ ఇన్ ద సెకండ్ వర్స్ వన్ టేక్స్ అప్ ద ప్రోసెస్ బట్ వన్ స్టిల్ కమిట్స్ అలాట్ ఆఫ్ ఒఫెన్సెస్ బికాస్ ఆఫ్ నాట్ బీంగ్ అడ్వాన్స్డ్ సో చైతన్య మహాప్రభు సే దుర్దైవం ఐఎమ్ వెరీ అన్ఫార్చునేట్ దట్ ఐ హ్ నో అట్రాక్షన్ ఫర్ ద హోలీ నేమ్ ఆల్ దో ఇట్ ఈస్ నాన్ డిఫరెంట్ ఫ్రమ్ కృష్ణ యాజ్ పవర్ఫుల్ యాజ్ కృష్ణ నా హౌ టు గెట్ రిడ్ ఆఫ్ ఒఫెన్సెస్ త్రినాదపి సునీచైన తరోరపి సహిష్ణున అమానినా మానదేన కీర్తనీయ సదాహరి కీర్తనీయ సదాహరి ఇది సతతం కీర్తయంతో సో దిస్ ప్లాట్ఫామ్ కెన్ బీ అచీవ్డ్ ఓన్లీ ఫర్ అన్ ఒఫెన్స్లెస్ చాంటర్ ఒఫెన్సివ్ చాంటర్ కెనాట్ చాంట్ కంటిన్యూస్లీ only in the offenseless and pure love stages one can chant the holy name without um, interruption like haridas thakur so how to come to that stage how to get rid of offenses trinadapi sunichana humility tolerance you see now how important this is this is the, this is the meaning of taking shelter of chaitanya mahaprabhu you to follow his instruction taking shelter means just not chanting the mantra mantra is yes that is to you know offer our obeisances and remind ourselves because chaitanya mahaprabhu is non different from his teachings if i accept chaitanya mahaprabhu and not his teachings if i don't make an effort to follow his teachings that's not taking shelter hmm. so just like if i go to someone for advice uh, i want some help and i go to someone and they give the advice i you know respect everything you know yes yes uh, thank you very much thank you but i don't apply it what is the use my life is not going to change right so i mean as a crude example uh, similarly uh, we have to take shelter of chaitanya mahaprabhu so this is all explained in this so with that we will go through this first uh, section which is about the offenses and i don't know we can complete it in one sitting um we will uh, we will start um at least going into the already half an hour <laughs> transpired but it is important always always keep this in mind we're not just going to the next verse next verse next verse we should understand its context in the series that is all the whole chapter you know there are there are two words in the matter of study vihangavalokana and simhavalokana vihanga means bird eagle you know like that bird vihanga and simha means lion so birds eye view is to get a glimpse of the entire range of topics and then kind of rough uh, not rough um, the main arcs of the arc means um, the main direction you know you know 
how the argument goes from here to here here i mean which topic to which topic to which topic how it connects Th- that is arc arc is in a you know bend you know like that in in dramatic language not dramatic language in in dramatic performances uh these are called arcs of the story like twists and turns you know story has twists and turns these are all arcs 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 so what are the arcs of the conversation like you know when you look at the land from above you will see the river shape you know the the direction of the river like if you are seeing from the ground you will just see the river like one there's water passing through like this only that's all or maybe a little bit here or maybe there's a waterfall but you will not get a complete idea of where from the water is coming and where it is going the path you cannot see so that birds eye view will give that so we will have we should have like a contextual view overall context overall understanding then simhavalokana the next one is simhavalokana the lion's point of view and especially so the way the lion patrols um i don't know if you have seen these you know animal videos for i mean those wildlife videos um lions they lion is the king of the jungle so how he demarcates his territory because other lion prides they will you know come and attack or something like that always this is the case so a lion patrols his land he walks slowly and then patrols everything he sees everywhere and then he sees behind also he misses nothing in his sight so similarly when one is going forward in one study like next verse next verse next verse we should also look back and see all the connections from where it is coming okay with that understanding it is going okay then go forward and then the next okay then this chapter and the previous chapter the connection and how it is connected to the next chapter you know the that kind of um, every single verse like every single verse and every single chapter chapter mostly is sub kind of vihanga vihanga avalokana birds eye view simhavalokana is on the ground like when we are in the chapter from which uh, verse to which verse which verse to which verse and how the flow of conversation the flow of the teaching is going the arcs of the chapter um and then you can like subdivide the chapter for our understanding we can subdivide the chapter into sections okay this and then it transitioned maybe some verses are transitioning verses so this topic is explained and then there's a transition and then this topic is is explained then this topic this topic like that so in this way the whole explanation is given so that's the so that's why i had to explain that vihanga avalokana the birds eye view kind of thing so now let's go to the first of these sections of this chapter which is offenses against the holy name so adi 8.16 today's attendance is quite bad huh anyway it doesn't matter shri prabhupada said if nobody comes speak to the four walls speak for our own purification that's it <laughs> okay so we chant actually this verse every morning just before we um repeat the offenses we chant the offenses uh, to remember 
बहु जन्म करे जदि श्रवण कीर्तन तबु तना पाय कृष्ण पदे प्रेम धन इफ वन इज इन्फेस्टेड विद द टेन ऑफेंसेस इन द चैंटिंग ऑफ द हरे कृष्ण महामंत्र डिस्पाइट हिज एंडेवर टू चांट द होली नेम फॉर मेनी बर्थ्स he will not get the love of godhead that is the ultimate goal of this chanting so hare krishna mantra yes oh very easy kaliyuga kirtana deva krishnasya mukta sangha param rajet all that is fine but you see this if there are offenses while chanting then many many births we can take we will never get perfect so we have to come to offenseless chanting now purport Shri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur says in this connection that although one may go on chanting the Hare Krishna mantra for many many years there is no possibility of attaining the platform of devotional service unless one accepts Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu so we are ta- we are talking about the strikingly wonderful mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, if we look at it from logic and reasoning so saying that Oh, Hare Krishna chanting is, ha- is there are so many offenses to be considered um, so without Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy we cannot take to Hare Krishna chanting effectively uh, one must uh, strictly follow strictly the instruction of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu given in the Shikshashtaka verse 3 Trinadapisu nichena taroriva sahishnuna amanina manadena kirtaniya sadahari one should chant the holy name of the lord in a humble state of mind thinking oneself lower than the straw in the street one should be more tolerant than the tree devoid of all sense of false prestige and should be ready to offer all respect to others in such a state of mind one can chant the holy name of the lord constantly so one who follows this direction being freed from the 10 kinds of offenses becomes successful in krishna consciousness and ultimately reaches the platform of loving service to the personality of godhead one must come to the understanding that the holy name of the lord and the supreme personality of godhead himself are identical one must come to this understanding one cannot reach this conclusion unless one is offenseless in chanting the holy name so this is another thing we can theoretically accept but actually we will easily again again and again forget and it's not just about remembering but actually realizing unless we are offenselessly chanting we cannot realize this by our material calculation we see a difference between the name and the substance but in the spiritual world the absolute is always absolute the name form qualities and pastimes of the absolute are all as good as the absolute himself thus one is understood to be an eternal servant of the supreme personality of godhead if he considers himself an eternal servant of the holy name and in this spirit distributes the holy name to the world so it is a service to the holy name um to distribute the holy name all over the world one who chants in that spirit without offenses is certainly elevated to the platform of understanding that the holy name and the personality of godhead are identical to associate with the holy name and chant the holy name is to associate with the personality of godhead directly in the bhakti rasamrita sindhu it is clearly said sevon mukhe hi jihvadao svayam eva spurityadaha The holy name becomes manifest when one engages in the service of the holy name. This service in a submissive attitude begins with one's tongue. Sevan mukhehi jihvadao. One must engage his tongue in the service of the holy name. Our Krishna consciousness movement is based on this principle. 
We try to engage all the members of the Krishna Consciousness Movement in the service of the Holy Name, since the Holy Name and Krishna are non-different. The members of the Krishna Consciousness Movement not only chant the Holy Name of the Lord offenselessly, but also do not allow their tongues to eat anything that is not first offered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Lord declares, Patram Pushpam Phalam Toyam Yome Bhaktya Prayachati Tadaham Bhaktyupahritam Ashnami Prayatatmanaha if one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, a flower, a fruit or water, I will accept it. And therefore, the International Society for Krishna Consciousness has many temples all over the world and in each and every temple the Lord is offered these foods. On the basis of his demands, the devotees chant the holy name of the Lord offenselessly and never eat anything that is not first offered to the Lord. The functions of the tongue in devotional service are to chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra and eat prasadam that is offered to the Lord. So, service to Krishna, service, I mean, um, the path back to Godhead, the path to complete cessation of material life, everything starts with the tongue. That's why as long as the tongue is not controlled, one is not said to be in control of the senses. That is explained in this verse 11.8.21 of Srimad Bhagavatam. So, by the tongue we are starting. Tavad jitendriyo nasyad vijitanen, sorry, vijitanyendriya hapuman najayedrasanam yavad jitam sarvam jiterase. Although one may conquer all of the other senses, as long as the tongue is not conquered, it cannot be said that one has con- controlled his senses. However, if one is able to control the tongue, then one is understood to be in full control of all the senses. Vacho Vegam Manasah Krodha Vegam Jihva Vegam Now Jihva Jihva means tongue um, but Vacha also comes with tongue, speech. So Vacho Vegam and Jihva Vegam eating and um, speaking there is urge we have a natural urge to eat and to speak. And if we don't control that, then we cannot control our senses and we will plummet in this material world. So, in order to control the tongue, it's not simply eat less. Yes, one should eat less and one should not talk too much. But, that is materially. Materially, he should nil eating, nil talking. So he should only eat Krishna Prasadam, which is spiritualized food. Hmm. And uh, we should only talk about Krishna conscious subjects and the holy name. We should chant the holy name. So in this way, we can use our tongue in both its aspects of speech and eating in the service of the Lord. And with that starts everything. It is said that the tongue, the belly and the genitals, they are in the straight line. So if, you, if, if the tongue is uncontrolled and we eat too much, then the pressure builds on the stomach and that pressure builds on the genitals and one becomes sexually agitated. And uh, if we eat food which is you know in the modes of passion and ignorance, that is also will be you know, translates into our uh, behavior. So we will be influenced by these modes, base modes. And in that way we will commit more and more sinful activity. So it all starts with eating.
that's why it is said you are what you eat with the tongue with them uh, that's why when you when you see somebody how he is eating what he is eating we can understand his state of mind his state of consciousness hmm. so and how far or near is he to krishna consciousness so that's why the vedic civilization demarcates the people according to their eating habits brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra yavana mlecha chandala all these are classified according to their eating habits so that is said stated here but here the mention of the 10 offenses i mean that we cannot get love of god at even many many births if you are infested with the 10 offenses that much is mentioned here now before we go into the offenses this other section is there subsection which is okay i'm sorry there is some kind of a huge lag that is going on i need to probably close some windows just give me a second here because i think mm, the computer is overworked so i need to cool it down a bit okay Okay, I think we will slowly get better with our speed. Okay, so this next verse, so this other section, we we saw the I mean the glimpse of the offenses, offensive chanting is given there, but now it starts how difficult it is to get Krishna bhakti, and which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is offering very freely, how difficult it is actually to get. So logically, if we try to understand. That's why it is said, if you are interested in logic, when you study the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you will find it to be strikingly wonderful. So, how difficult it is. So, 8.17, Jnana Tahasula Bhamukti. We will come back to the offenses against the holy name um, in subsequent verses. But now it is the difficulty of attaining Krishna Bhakti. Jnana Tahasula Bhamuktir Bhuktir Yajnyadipunyataha Seyam Sadhana Sahasrair Hari Bhakti Sudurlabha not hari bhakti hari bhakti hi sudurlabha you see word to word there is hari and here there is hari so by cultivating philosophical knowledge one can understand his spiritual position and thus be liberated and by performing sacrifices and pious activities one can achieve sense gratification in a higher planetary system but the devotional service of the lord is so rare that even by executing hundreds and thousands of such sacrifices one cannot obtain it there is a similar verse um go koti dhanam grahane khagasya 
प्रयाग गंगोदकवास युत मेरुसुमर्सुवर्णदान गोविंदकीर्ते न समं शताोटिदान ग्रहणे खगस्ूरिंग ड्यूरिंग द टाइम ऑफ द एक्लिप्स इफ वी इफ वी डोनेट मिलियंस ऑफ काउज इन चैरिटी चैरिटी टू द वर्दी पर्सन नॉट समबडी हू किल्स द काउज टू द ब्राह्मणस गो कोटि कोटि मीन्स टेन मिलियन Ten million cows in charity, if we give during the eclipse, or prayag Ganga Udaka Kalpavasa, prayag Ganga Udaka Kalpavasa. So, if we uh, Vasa means to reside, to reside at the confluence of the Ganga and Yamuna and Saraswati, the prayag, at the holy places such as prayag and even the entire Ganga River. If we Vasa ha Kalpa, that means one whole. सत्ययुग त्रेतायुग द्वापरयुग कलियुग इफ वी रिजाइड एट द होली प्लेस एंड टेक्स बाथ एवरी डे एंड बी इन दट होली प्लेस और यज्ञायुत मेरुसुवर्णदान यज्ञायुत मीन्स इफ वी आयुत आयुत मीन्स कोटि कोटि एंड देन आफ्टर दैट इज ई थिंक अर्बुद एंड देन आयुत इज यू नो लाइक ऑलमोस्ट टेन बिलियन समथिंग लाइक द वेरी वेरी बिग नंबर It means unlimited numbers of yagnas if we do. Or, meru suvarna dhanam, meru suvarna dhanam. If we give in charity wealth that is equal to the size of Mount Meru, which is way bigger than the Himalayas also. If we give that much of gold, not simply some rock mountain, no, golden mountain into the size of Mount Meru. <coughs> In the Bhagavad Gita, there is an interesting thing. Krishna says, "Among the mountains, I am the Sumeru mountain, the Meru mountain, and among immovable things, I am the Himalayas. Among immovable things, I am the Himalayas. Among the mountains, I am Meru." How to understand? So there, Prabhupada writes in the purport that sometimes mountains can move. But Himalayas won't move. Mount in fact, in fact, there are mountains which have wings and they can fly. One example of that is the Govardhan. Of course, it did not fly like that. Um, but uh, Pulastimani, you know, carried. But mountains do move. Uh, there are mountains with wings also, and they can fly, and they are actually living entities. Hmm. Even. Uh, Parvati. Parvati means what? Daughter of Parvata. Parvata means mountain. The Himalayan mountain. Himavan is the father of Parvati. Hmm. The daughter of the Lord of the mountains. So, so even if we do all these big big pious activities, go court idanam, millions of cows in charity during eclipse. residing at a holy place for millions of years unlimited number of yagnas millions and billions of yagnas giving charity to the tune of gold mountains to the size of mount meru uh, govindakirtir nasamam shatamshai 
it is not even equal the piety that we will accrue with such a such pious activities don't compare to even one hundredth of the merit derived from chanting the name of Krishna. Yeah, I mean before this, the so the mountains. So mountain Mount Meru is very very big. That's why he said among the mountains I am Meru, huge mountain. In fact, the size of the Meru mountain is given in the Bhagavatam. Hundred thousand yojanas high. Hundred thousand yojanas high. It means eight hundred thousand miles high. <clears throat> yeah, Parshuram Prabhu is saying Mount Meru is axis of Jambudvipa. So, it is uh, it is right in the center actually, in the Bhumandal. It is huge, massive. So anyway, now, I, even if one distributes here, it is said, even if one distributes ten million cows in charity during an eclipse of the sun, lives at the confluence of the Ganga and Yamuna for millions of years or gives a mountain of gold and sacrifice to the Brahmanas, he did not he does not earn one hundredth part of the merit derived from chanting Hare Krishna. Look at this. This is how powerful the chanting of the holy name of Krishna is. Hmm. In other words, one who accepts the chanting of Hare Krishna to be some kind of pious activity is completely misled. See, he is considered a Pashanti. Therefore, all the Pashantis do not understand his pious activities can never compare to the chanting of the Holy Name. So, going back. So, how difficult devotional service to the Lord is to attain. That is stated. And, um, you see here. But the devotional service is so rare. That even by executing hundreds and thousands of such sacrifices, one cannot obtain it. Yajnayutam. Purport. Prahlad Maharaj instructs. What does he instruct? Matirna Krishna Parata Svatova Mithobhipadyeta Grihavratanam. Then the next next verse. Naisham Matistavadurukramangrim Sprishatyanartho Pagamo Anartha Pagamo Yadartha Mahiya Sambada Rajobhishekam Nishkinchananam Navranita Yavat. These shlokas are to be discussed. Their purport is that one cannot obtain Krishna Bhakti or the devotional service of the Lord by official execution of the Vedic rituals. One has to approach a pure devotee. One just, one just cannot do just, you know, pious activities that are mentioned in the Vedas. No, no, no. One has to approach a pure devotee. Narutam Das Thakur sings, Chadiya Vaishnav Seva Nistar Pai Chekeva. Who has been elevated without rendering service to a pure Vaishnava, devotee of Vishnu or Krishna? It is the statement of Prahlad Maharaj that unless <clears throat> one is able to accept the dust from the lotus feet of a pure Vaishnava, there is no possibility of achieving the platform of devotional service. I think there is still some lag in the live stream. The audio and the video are not in sync, I think. Hmm. That is the secret. So, what is the secret? To accept the dust from the lotus feet of a pure Vaishnava. It is not possible to achieve the platform of devotional service. That is the secret. The above mentioned Tantra Vachana, quoted from the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 1136, is our perfect guidance in this connection. 
దిస్ ఇస్ ఫ్రమ్ ద భక్త సామ్రత సింధు దిస్ వర్స్ నెక్స్ట్ వర్స్ ఎయిట్ ఎయిటీన్ కృష్ణ జది ఛుటే భక్తే భుక్తి ముక్తి దియా కభు ప్రేమ భక్తి నాదేన్ రాఖేన లుకాయా ఇఫ్ అ డివోటీ వాంట్స్ లిబరేషన్ ఆర్ మెటీరియల్ సెన్స్ గ్రాటిఫికేషన్ ఫ్రమ్ ద లార్డ్ కృష్ణ ఇమీడియట్లీ డెలివర్స్ ఇట్ బట్ ప్యూర్ డివోషనల్ సర్వీస్ హీ కీప్స్ హిడెన్ రాజన్ పతిర్ గురురలం భవతాం యదూనాం దైవం ప్రియ కులపతే క్వచ కింగ్ కరోవహ అస్వేవమంగ భగవాన్ భజతాం ముకుందో ముక్తిం దాతి కరిచేత్ స్మన భక్తి యోగం వాట్ ఇస్ దిస్ ద గ్రేట్ సేజ్ నారద సెడ్ my dear maharaj yudhishthir the supreme personality of godhead krishna is always ready to help you he is your master guru god very dear friend and head of your family yet sometimes he agrees to act as your servant or order carrier you are greatly fortunate because this relationship is possible only by bhakti yoga The Lord can give liberation mukti very easily, but He does not very easily give one bhakti yoga because by that process He is bound to the devotee. So he, Krishna is very thrifty with devotional service. He does not easily give it. He is like a miser when it comes to devotional service. <laughs> he does not easily give it because then He will have to give Himself to the devotee. Mm. In other words, of course, He wants everybody to become Krishna conscious, but He will not give it unless that person really wants it. if he has even a slight trace of material desire you know he will you know not be able to achieve the kingdom of god he will be given chance to enjoy or satisfy that desire so krishna that's how ye yatha mam prapadyante tam sthathaiva bhajamy aham as one surrenders so he rewards but chaitanya mahaprabhu chooses to not follow that whatever he is I will, i will give him the highest thing that's why namo mahavadanyaya no jati dana vidya bala nakore apeksha nitananda prabhu it is said in that song by bhaktivinoda thakur that nitananda prabhu does not see any qualification prior qualification of the chanter zim Uh, he does not see he just sees whether he is interested in chanting hari krishna that's it and he is freely giving how much we have to pay you see sumeru danam you know uh, the mount i mean that much gold of a mountain is nothing compared to even 100th of the with that much gold we cannot purchase krishna which is not non who is not different from his holy name 100th of the holy name also we cannot purchase with that much of gold and with sacrifices with all kinds of pious activity we cannot purchase how expensive devotional services you know people like to show off expensive things oh i have a you know expensive bag expensive shoes expensive dress expensive car today we were talking to somebody his friend was you know just having a call with him and he was yeah, i'm just at the car wash um what car was his rolls royce 
humble brag uh, i just drove the rolls royce to the you know to the car wash so people like to show off they have expensive things so the most expensive thing is the holy name although it is easily available it is not to be taken lightly that is the great charity of chaitanya mahaprabhu that we are having such expensive thing for very love of godhead for very uh, freely in fact no no price also only price is that we have to give up our sense gratificatory process um, but even if we are not giving up by taking to chanting eventually we will give up so he is ready to accept us even when we are not ready yet even when we are not ready to accept him uh, that's how chaitanya mahaprabhu is krishna says you surrender to me i reward you accordingly but chaitanya mahaprabhu he chases oh this person is not uh, surrendering to me he will chase him maya mrigam daitaye sitam anvadhavad anvadhavad means to run after him if the person is running away from the mercy of krishna he will run behind him and catch him and bring him back to the mercy of krishna that's how merciful he is the lord can give liberation very easily but he does not very easily give one bhakti yoga because by that process he is bound to the devotee purport this passage is a quotation from shrimad bhagavatam 5.6.18 while sukadev goswami was describing the character of rishabhadev he distinguished between bhakti yoga and liberation by reciting this verse in relationship with the yadus and pandavas the lord acted sometimes as their master sometimes as their advisor sometimes as their friend sometimes as the head of their family and sometimes even as their servant krishna once had to carry out an order of yudhishthira's by carrying a letter yudhishthira had written to duryodhan regarding peace negotiations similarly he also became the chariot driver of arjuna <coughs> you know postman he became a postman he became a driver similarly he also became the uh, chariot driver of arjuna this illustrates that in bhakti yoga there is a relationship established between the supreme personality of godhead and the devotee such a relationship is established in the transcendental mellows known as dasya sakya vatsalya and madhurya if a devotee wants simple liberation he gets it very easily from the supreme personality of godhead as confirmed by bilvamangal thakur muktihi swayam mukulitan jalisevate sman for a devotee mukti is not very important because mukti is always standing on his doorstep waiting to serve him in some way a devotee therefore must be attracted by the behavior of the inhabitants of vrindavan who live in a relationship with krishna not without relationship with krishna ritartham yat pratiyata na pratiyata chatmane tad vidyad atmano mayam yatha bhaso yatha tamah so anything that does not seem to have a relationship with krishna that is due to the influence of maya so one has to get into a relationship with krishna the land water cows trees and flowers serve krishna in shantaras his servants serve him in dasaras his cowherd friends serve him in sakharas similarly the elder gopis and gopas serve krishna as father and mother uncle and other relatives and and the young gopis the cowherd girls serve krishna in conjugal love while executing devotional service one must be naturally inclined to serve krishna in one of these transcendental relationships that is the actual success of life for a devotee to get liberation is not very difficult 
even if one is unable to establish a relationship with krishna so even one who is unable to establish a relationship with krishna can achieve liberation by merging into the brahman effulgence you see one who does not have a relationship with krishna he can even get mukti even he can get mukti you see but of course he will eventually fall down unless he associates with a pure devotee and takes shelter but you see mukti is given to a person who krishna does not have a close relation with also so that means he easily gives it but he gives to one's intimate friends and family members one will give his uh, most cherished things right so krishna cher- um, gives himself to the devotees now but mukti he will give to even somebody who has no relation with krishna also in the five relationships it means there is no intimate connection of that person with krishna but still he benedicts him with devotional service that's why it is said mukti is easily gotten but bhakti no even one who is unable to establish a relationship with krishna can achieve liberation by merging into the brahman effulgence this is called sayujya mukti vaishnavas never accept sayujya mukti although sometimes they accept the other forms of liberation namely sarupya salokya samipya and sarshti sarupya means to have the same bodily features as the lord rupa sarupya salokya to to reside in the same planet as the lord samipya to be a close intimate associate with the lord and sarshti to have the same opulence as the lord a pure devotee however does not accept any kind of mukti he wants only to serve krishna in a transcendental relationship this is the perfectional stage of spiritual life mayavadi philosophers desire to merge into the existence of the brahman effulgence although this aspect of liberation is always neglected by devotees what the devotees reject um the mayavadis will die for it the devotees reject this sayujya mukti in fact kaivalyam narakayate prabodhananda saraswati says this kaivalyam the merging into the lord's effulgence ah uh, that is naraka hellish but the impersonalists they cherish as if it's greater than heaven you know uh, so shila prabodhananda saraswati see this explain here shila prabodhananda saraswati thakur describing this kind of mukti which is called kaivalya or becoming one with the supreme has said kaivalyam narakayate becoming one with the supreme is as good as going to hell therefore the ideal of mayavad philosophy becoming one with the supreme is hellish for a devotee he never accepts it because there's no service there to become one with the lord and do what i have no service anymore so it's hellish mayavadi philosophers do not know that even if they merge into the effulgence of the supreme this will not give them ultimate rest See, an individual soul cannot live in the brahman effulgence in a state of inactivity after some time he must desire to be active however since he is not aware of his relationship with the supreme personality of godhead and therefore has no spiritual activity he must come down for further activities in this material world now this is important point for activity we have to have a relationship without relationship we cannot have activity krishna also he has nothing to do natasya karyam but because of his relationships with his devotees ah he does so many things so relationship is the basis in fact even economist 
what is um, the famous economist uh, he says that family life is the basis of economic development people will work hard if they have a relationship that they have to maintain the family the home the you know to maintain a relationship it takes a lot of effort and for that one has to work hard so because of his relationships he is working hard now some people don't have family but they still work hard uh, they, they are always related either to their own senses or you know to somebody or they take up philanthropic activities if they don't have any relations if they don't have children they will adopt children or they will o- donate to orphanages something or the other they want to spend their money where they find the relationship according to their understandings so it is because of relationships that uh, we have activity so in the brahman effulgence one has not established his relationship with krishna as a servant so there is no activity and that's unnatural so seeking activity and not knowing any other activity spiritual activity he falls back to material activity so is naraka hmm sanatha jivitam bhavantam evanucharan nirantaram prashanta nishesha manorathantaram manorathantarah kadaham aikantika nitya kinkara prahrshayishyami sanatha jivitam yamunacharya is praying that i want to be just i just want to be engaged in your service and how when will i feel that ecstasy of having such a fitting master as you when will i always be engaged in your service i want to be i want to live like that sanatha it is just opposite to anatha anatha means orphan i don't want to be orphaned actually we are not orphan krishna says he is the father but we just like a rich man's son if he wanders away and does not take protection of his father and then tries to do his own thing and then he becomes a beggar on the street then his life is like an orphan as if he has nobody but actually it's not that the parents wanted to separate he wanted to separate from the parents so similarly krishna did not want to separate from us we wanted to separate from him and in our mind we have completely forgotten him and we are living like anatha hmm and such a life is very precarious very painful hmm so after some time he must desire to be active after some time in the brahma jyoti however since he is not aware of his relationship with the supreme personality of god and therefore has no spiritual activity he must come down for further activities in this material world i think the previous uh, thing yeah vaishnavas do not want any mukti you can you can refer to 32913 9467 there may be some other verses also so they don't want mukti of course mukundamala sutra is there and uh, even vritasura's prayers are there so anyway you can you can read that we will go further this is confirmed in shrimad bhagavatam 10.2.32 आरुह्यकृछ्रेण परं पदं ततः पतन्त्यधो नाधृतयुष्मदंघ्रय बिकॉज मायावादी फिलॉसफर्स हैव नो इन्फॉर्मेशन रिगार्डिंग द ट्रांसेंडेंटल सर्विस ऑफ द लॉर्ड इवन आफ्टर अटेंडिंग लिबरेशन फ्रॉम मेटीरियल एक्टिविटीज एंड मर्जिंग टू द ब्रह्म फॉल्स दे मस्ट कम डाउन अगेन टू दिस मेटीरियल वर्ल्ड ओपन हॉस्पिटल्स और स्कूल्स और परफॉर्म सिमिलर फिलानथ्रोपिक एक्टिविटीज नाउ अगेन 
regarding paraphrasing so prabhupada is if you see the sanskrit it is not exactly the translation that is given here this one the sanskrit uh, translation is a bit different right uh, but you see how prabhupada paraphrased it so we need to understand what prabhupada intends to say and not, then we can understand what this verse actually means hmm. and we can explain it in different contexts in different places how it is to be explained hmm. so just to take note because uh, i don't want our iskm devotees to be fanatics oh one word has changed it is poison i have spoken spoken about this in the previous class we should not become like this rascal fanatics we will become offended to shri prabhupada like that so we have to understand what prabhupada is actually intending to say hmm. what the verse means in every of its different contexts first it means the same thing but the wording is is how it is explained hmm. so anyway the point in this verse is mukti is easily given by the lord but not bhakti next हेन प्रेम श्री चैतन्य दिला जथा तथा जगाय माधाय पर्यंत अन्य रका कथा लॉर्ड श्री चैतन्य महाप्रभु हैज फ्रीली गिवन दिस लव ऑफ कृष्णा एवरीवेयर एंड एनीवेयर इवन टू द मोस्ट फॉलन सच एज जगाय एंड माधाय व्हाट देन टू स्पीक ऑफ दोज हु आर ऑलरेडी पायस एंड एलिवेटेड दिस इज सिमिलर टू 932 एंड 933 I don't know if it is. Ah, I see. Nine thirty-two is mentioned here. What to speak of? Already pious and elevated. Even the worst sinners are given this. Similarly, Krishna says in nine thirty-two, and that is explained in the purport. See nine. Mahi parthavya paashritya yepisyu pa bhayonaya striyo vaishyas tatha shudras tepiyanti paramgatim. O son of Pritha, those who take shelter in me, though they be of lower birth—women, vaishyas, merchants, and shudras, workers—can attain the supreme destination. So, however fallen they may be, they can attain the supreme destination by taking shelter of Krishna. Then next verse: Kim punar Brahmana punya bhakta rajar shayastha anitya masukam lokam imam prapte bhajasvama. If such sinful people can, sinful souls can easily come. how much more this is so of the righteous brahmanas the devotees and the saintly kings it means it's easier for them even it's not the chaitanya mahaprabhu came for the fallen means he will only deliver the fallen and the pious he will remain make them remain in the material world let them let these pious people suffer let the sinful people be get, be get liberated <laughs> it is said that papi tapi jata chilo harinam udharilo tara sakshi jagamath so patita pavan means even the lowest can be elevated what to speak of the higher that is the point okay purport the distinction between shri chaitanya mahaprabhu's gift to human society and the gifts of others is that whereas so called philanthropic and humanitarian workers have given some relief to human society as far as the body is concerned shri chaitanya mahaprabhu offers the best facilities for going back home back to godhead with love of godhead so the gifts of the different philanthropic or you know altruistic people are being compared here and how chaitanya mahaprabhu's gift is the greatest 
సో చైతన్య మహాప్రభు ఆఫర్స్ బెస్ట్ ఫెసిలిటీస్ ఫర్ గోయింగ్ బ్యాక్ హోమ్ బ్యాక్ టు గాడ్ హెడ్ విత్ లవ్ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ హెడ్ ఇఫ్ వన్ సీరియస్లీ మేక్స్ అ కంపారిటివ్ స్టడీ ఆఫ్ ద టూ గిఫ్ట్స్ సర్టన్లీ ఇఫ్ హీ ఈస్ అట్ ఆల్ సోబర్ హీ విల్ గివ్ ద గ్రేటెస్ట్ క్రెడిట్ టు శ్రీ చైతన్య మహాప్రభు ఇట్ వాస్ విత్ దిస్ పర్పస్ దట్ కవిరాజ్ గోస్వామి సెడ్ శ్రీకృష్ణ చైతన్య దయా కరహో విచార్ విచార్ కరిలే చిత్తే పావే చమత్కార్ If you are indeed interested in logic and argument, kindly apply to the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. If you do so, you will find it to be strikingly wonderful. Hmm, that was the last verse in the previous session. Sri Narutam Nasthakur says, Dina hina jata chilo harinama udharilo tarasakshi jagai madhai. The two brothers Jagai and Madhai epitomize the sinful population of this age of Kali. they were most disturbing elements in society because they were meat eaters drunkards women hunters rogues and thieves yet shri chaitanya mahaprabhu delivered them to say nothing of others who were sober pious devoted and conscientious the bhagavad gita confirms that to say nothing of the brahmanically qualified devotees and rajarshis kimpunar brahmana punya bhakta rajarshayas tatha anyone who by association of a pure devotee comes to krishna consciousness becomes eligible to go back home back to godhead in the bhagavad gita 9.32 the lord does declares మాం హి పార్థవ్యపాశ్రిత్య ఏపిస్యు పాపయోనయ పాపయోనయ దిస్ మీన్స్ సిన్ఫుల్ హూ ఆర్ దే స్త్రీయో వైశ్యాస్ తథా శూద్రాస్ తే పియాంతి పరాంగతం విమెన్ వైశ్యాస్ శూద్రాస్ దే ఆర్ కన్సిడర్డ్ కంపారిటివ్లీ సిన్ఫుల్ సిన్ఫుల్ బర్త్ బట్ ఇట్ ఈస్ నాట్ డిస్క్వాలిఫికేషన్ we should not uh, feel bad oh how can you say like that women you know how can you say they're sinful and man pious this is discrimination misogyny no it is it is krishna is saying are he is the one who created and it is not to discriminate and you know abuse oh you are you are fallen i am i am uh, elevated that means i am fallen so it is for understanding that these are the challenges in society we have to understand everything how it is if it is bad it is bad if it is good it is good it is sinful it is sinful it is pious it is pious that's it it's not that artificially try and cover up everything and you know uh, you know uh, it's okay uh, you are also good i am also good everybody is good no it is not good but everything can make can be made good by chanting hare krishna by becoming krishna conscious devotee so whatever we are whatever background we come from ah uh, the the prerogative of attaining krishna is not uh, taken away from anyone not that because you sinfully cannot get it and not only women kirata hunandra pulinda pulkasha abhira shumbha yavana khasadeya so many below shudras are there human society below shudras so all of them hmm, they can be purified now o son of pratha those who take shelter in me సారీ స్త్రీ వైశ్యా సదాశుద్రా స్థేపి అంత పరాంగతం ఓ సన్ ఆఫ్ ప్రథా దోస్ హూ టేక్ షెల్టర్ ఇన్ మీ దో దే బీ ఆఫ్ లోవర్ బర్త్ ఉమెన్ వైశ్యాస్ అండ్ శుద్రాస్ కెన్ అటైన్ ద సుప్రీం డెస్టినేషన్ లార్డ్ చైతన్య మహాప్రభు డెలివర్ ద టూ ఫాలన్ బ్రదర్స్ జగాయ్ అండ్ మాధాయ్ బట్ ది ఎంటైర్ వరల్డ్ ఇస్ ప్రెసెంట్లీ ఫుల్ ఆఫ్ జగాయ్స్ అండ్ మాధాయ్స్ ఆర్ ఇన్ అదర్ వర్డ్స్ ఉమెన్ హంటర్స్ మీట్ ఈటర్స్ గ్యాంబ్లర్స్ థీవ్స్ అండ్ అదర్ రోగ్స్ హూ క్రియేట్ ఆల్ కైండ్స్ ఆఫ్ డిస్టర్బెన్సెస్ ఇన్ సొసైటీ the activities of such persons have now become common practices it is no longer considered abominable to be a drunkard woman hunter and meat eater thief or rogue for these elements have been assimilated by human society 
you know that does not mean however that the abominable qualities of such persons will help free human society from the clutches of maya just because it is considered high very high class nowadays to become a drunkard oh i am a wine taster what is that wine um connoisseur connoisseur in french means you know a person who can taste and you know differentiate which is good which is bad like that so wine if you have a very expensive wine you are very you know high class royal so i mean what kind of and if one is has many women in his life oh he's you know high class person nowadays are all high class so called rich people and influential people they have so many women around them meat eater oh my favorite is this my favorite is that Uh, recently from one of the youtubers the biggest youtuber on earth not not the biggest but yeah each of his videos are the most viewed videos his name is jimmy in america so and you know in december there was this thanksgiving and he the video title was i donated 10000 uh, turkeys you know the bird um turkey meals to um what is that uh, poor uh, low income families for thanksgiving as a title and how he did it and all that so they glorify it and many people say oh very very good meat eating and there are so many channels so many tiktoks and so many um, live streams going on where they eat food i mean anything and everything they eat so all these are and gambling only very rich and high class so called high class people go to big big casinos and gamble big money hmm. so these are no longer considered abominable in today's society hmm. that does not mean however that the abominable qualities of such persons will help free human society from the clutches of maya rather they will entangle humanity more and more in the reactions of the stringent laws of material nature now you see this ah now you see today everybody is locked just like the, the animals are locked in the cages humans are now locked by the stringent laws of material nature now we can say this person is you know this country or this person is the problem for this all the whatever it is under krishna's dictation this has happened and for a reason people are don't have such freedom now because of the i mean this is nothing this is just the beginning it's the beginning the amount of sufferings that we i mean people will face at the hands of yamaraj is untold these are just like very short lackluster trailers i would say of the real movie of yamaraj we're going to see in hell if we don't mend our ways humanity so anyway they will entangle humanity more and more in the clutches of the stringent laws of material nature once activities are all performed under the influence of the modes of material nature prakriteh kriyamanani gunai karmani sarvashah 327 bhagavad gita because people are now associating with the modes of ignorance tamoguna and to some extent passion rajogun with no trace of goodness sattvagun they are becoming increasingly greedy and lusty for for that is the effect of associating with these modes and with the modern age modern social media oh this has gone to a totally different level now Hmm. तदारजस्तमो भावा सॉरी 
तदारजस्तमो भावा कामलोभादयश्चये by associating with the two lower qualities of material nature one becomes lusty and greedy kamalobha bhagavatam 1219 actually in modern human society everyone is greedy and lusty and therefore the only means for deliverance is shri chaitanya mahaprabhu's sankirtan movement which can promote all the jagais and madhais to the top <coughs> to the topmost position of sattvagun or brahmanical culture ंगेजमेंटिस You see, engagement in Bhagavad Dharma dissipates all ignorance and passion. And when ignorance and passion are dissipated, one is freed from greed and lust. When freed from greed and lust, one becomes brahmanically qualified. And when a brahmanically qualified person makes further advancement, he becomes situated on the Vaishnava platform. It is only on this Vaishnava platform that it is possible to awaken one's dormant love of Godhead. And as soon as one does so, his life is successful. So Vaishnava standard, we call ourselves so-called Vaishnavas, but Honestly, Vaishnava standard is this. Brahma janati ti brahmana. One who knows Brahman, he falls in, he is brahmana. And when he progresses further, when he knows the absolute truth completely, um, Bhagavan future, then he is called Vaishnava. That is the actual position of real Vaishnava. Now we are... <coughs> we are like apprentice Vaishnava. Just trainees, Vaishnava trainees. We are not really... at least i am not <coughs> but it is not that we should always remain here yeah we okay i am not prabhu i am a fallen person and I, I actually i remain fallen that is nonsense we have to strive our best to actually improve ourselves hmm. but we should always consider ourselves fallen and that is humility trinada bisunichan otherwise our offenses will not cease only with humility we will have proper perspective with pride we will lose perspective That's why pride goes before fall. Hmm. So, it is only on this Vaishnava platform that it is possible to awaken one's dormant love of Godhead and as soon as one does so, his life is successful. At present, human society is specifically cultivating the mode of ignorance, Tamogun, uh, although there may also be some symptoms of passion, Rajogun. Full of karma and lobha, lust and greed, the entire population of the world consists mostly of shudras and few vaishyas and gradually it is coming about that there are shudras only now here a very important point is made and it is like strikingly prophetic quite uh, um uh, how to say what is the word profound quite profound really communism now he says here let's let's go back to that full of karma and lobha lust and greed the entire population of the world consists mostly of shudras and a few vaishyas and gradually it is coming about that there are only there are shudras only communism is a movement of shudras and capitalism is is meant for vaishyas in the fighting between these two factions the shudras and vaishyas gradually due to their abominable condition of society the communists will emerge triumphant this is a prediction 
Uh, the communists will emerge triumphant and as soon as this takes place, whatever is left of society will be ruined. <coughs> you see, this is so much happening right now. Honestly. If one is not seeing this happen, I don't know what he is seeing. So, I'll read that again. Communism is a movement of Shudras and capitalism, which is based on only business and you know, economic growth. Is, is meant for Vaishyas. So, Shudras and Vaishyas, that's all. Communists and capitalists. In the fighting between these two factions, the Shudras and Vaishyas, gradually due to the abominable condition of society, the communists will emerge triumphant. And now you see it today. All the so-called capitalist countries are also, they're feeling like they're in a communist nation, stifled in every way and becoming godless. Not come to the point of godless yet. In China, Recently, there was a law that was enacted. No religion allowed whatsoever. I mean, these are these are th- things going on. And the West hasn't come to that yet. Yet, openly. They are. They are already on that path. And they don't give much importance to religion. You know, religion is a faith. Uh, you, you do and keep, it, keep quiet about it. Don't talk. This is not science. That's the attitude now. Hmm. Uh, so indirectly they are against it but not directly but you see here it is said the communists will emerge triumphant that means we can expect what to come in the future totalitarian um, civilization so these things are you know in, in the in the on the horizon now hmm. Not, no, we're not talking about some distant future. It is, we're already seeing it panning out right now, as we are living. You see, and he explains further. Um, and as, commun- communists will emerge triumphant as soon as this takes place. Whatever is left of society will be ruined. If there is capitalism, it is not ideal, but at least something is there's some chance. But if communism comes. God will be driven away from our vocabulary. That is communism. So the only possible remedy, Prabhupada says here, the only possible remedy that can counteract the tendency toward communism is the Krishna consciousness movement, which can give even communists the real idea of communist society. According to the doctrine of communism, the state should be the proprietor of everything. And today, they want to have, I mean, today with, with this current situation, they are, you know, kind of owning everything, data and everything, you know, big, big companies are coming into it and they have tie-ups with governments like social media. They have so much information about what we are and what we do. So this is, you know, controlling and they want to control our consciousness and they they have designed their apps in such a way, entertainment so much so that we don't want to get out of that. You know, the kind of hypnotic control that they are having on the people is just dangerous. You see, they're hypnotizing the entire population basically. Um, according to the doctrine of communism, the state should be the proprietor of everything. But the Krishna consciousness movement, expanding the same idea 
accepts God as the proprietor of everything, not the state. People cannot, cannot understand this because they have no sense of God. But the Krishna consciousness movement can help them to understand God and to understand that everything belongs to God. Since everything is the property of God and all living entities, not only human beings, but even animals, birds, plants and so on, are, are children of God, everyone has the right to live at the cost of God with God consciousness. This is the sum and substance of the Krishna consciousness movement. So it is a revolutionary movement and this is the only movement that can save the world from this capitalists and communists. They need to be spiritualists and Krishna devotees. So for that, that is Aryan society. Arya, Arya means spiritual um, advancement is the given the most importance in civilization not economic growth because what is the meaning of economic growth without you know spiritual advancement 821 what is the time 940 so uh, let's see where we can stop. Okay, I think we will stop it here itself. We will continue 21 onwards next verse, session. Because this will actually go, uh, you know, a lot. Again, there is lag. I don't know why. We have not studied the, you know, the 10 offenses. We will go into it deeper, uh, I think in the next session probably. Because we will come to the 24th verse where each of these uh, offenses are mentioned there in the purport. Uh, we will go through them there. So uh, at this point I will I will stop it here and I will take any questions that are there. And we will end the session with that. So questions. Um, Annelius Kung. I'm Annelies. I'm new to. I'm new in knowing about this Hare Krishna movement. I'm a Catholic, but I'm a. I'm a Catholic. Can I be a devotee of Krishna? Found out about this movement from a friend. Yes, whatever you are, you can become a devotee of Krishna. Once we understand Krishna consciousness, then we will, you know. Understand that whatever we have been clinging on to until then, is a limited conception of life. Because ultimately all religions come to the point of worshipping God. And God has many names and Krishna is the highest name of God. So there is no um, difference between Catholicism and Krishna consciousness. Just that Krishna consciousness with the Vedic understanding uh, is a very solid method. Especially by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Srila um, Prabhupada it, it, we will understand that actually Krishna consciousness is the is the religion which is partially represented by is the dominant religion which is partially represented by all these other uh, religious um, movements Catholicism or Protestant or Islam or <coughs> uh, Buddhism or whatever it is offshoots of the Sanatana Dharma the eternal religion that is the Krishna Consciousness Movement. So, uh, 
Parashuram Prabhu is asking Mount Meru is the axis of Jambudvipa. Well, it's in the center. And sun goes around it. Actually, the axis is stated as the pole star. The pole star is at the apex of the universe. And from that down, that imaginary line from the Dhruvalok all the way down is the axis. And all the planets move clockwise direction to that axis. Fifth Kanto of Srimad Bhagavatam. What is this? Mount Mainika in Ramayan. I don't know about this. I don't know about... I've never heard... Anyway, I don't know much in Ramayan. I know just the... All this thing I don't know. Um, okay, Vrajeshwari Mataji is asking... Prabhuji, a devotee should establish any one of the six relationships or can establish more than one relationship with Krishna. What are the six? There are five, right? Five primary relationships and seven secondary relationships. So altogether twelve, but the five are the primary. Um, so the question is, can establish more than one relationship with Krishna or not? So... There are um, relationships which are which are mixed between these five primary rasas. For example, among the cowherd boys, all are sakhiras. If you if you read nectar of devotion, you will get all this information there. All this mixture of rasas and how a devotee has partially this rasa and partially that rasa. For example, cowherd boys, right? All are considered sakhirasa. But in the Sakhirasa also, there is division. There are cowherd boys who are younger to Krishna. And they have a little bit of Dasiras also. Because they are younger to Krishna. They see Krishna as an elder brother or friend like that. So, they have somebody who is of inferior. But they are still friends. But they have this trace of Dasiras. And there is pure Sakhiras. Nothing else. Um, just Sakharas as equals with Krishna complete equals um, but the younger ones they are not completely equals hmm. they praise Krishna but they are friend with him but they are praised and they consider him superior then there are the elder ones like Balaram for example <coughs> his relationship with Krishna is also Sakya but because he's elder he has a little bit of protective like an elder brother towards the younger brother so that that vatsalyam uh, flavor is there so like that everywhere also there are uh, such mixture of flavors um, even among the pandavas arjuna and krishna they are the most intimate because they were as equals whereas nakula and sahadev they used to respect krishna as a superior and Bhima and Yudhishthira, they used to consider Krishna as inferior, as their younger cousin. And in that way, they used to be, you know, uh, having that kind of feeling. So, in this way, we can find mixture. Um, some mixtures are compatible, some are incompatible. So, these are all, um, it's a very elaborate science. And Srila Rupa Goswami, has uh, very kindly revealed all this in his book, The Nectar of Devotion, or Bhaktira Samrita Sindhu, of which the book Nectar of Devotion is a summary study by Srila Prabhupada.
so <clears throat> there if you read that book you will understand all these things every every serious devotee should read the nectar of devotion parshram prabhu is asking any activity is based on dealings between senses and sense objects whether spiritual or material yes rajeshwari mata ji prabhu ji a devotee in dasaras with krishna can attain golokvrindavan well some some yes as it is said in the purport no um so some are in the dasaras hmm. but it is different flavor of dasaras than hanuman's dasaras hmm. like daruka krishna's uh, you know he 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 is a charioteer of krishna but also he fans krishna whenever he is not having a chariot he fans krishna and he is dasaras with krishna uh, but they also attend golokvindavan you see anyway whether dasaras sakhyaras First of all, I think our stage is... Anyway, I'm not an expert in these rasas. Nowhere close. <laughs> Whatever, you know, we hear from Nectar of Devotion, we're trying to repeat. Otherwise, we have no entrance into this. I have no entrance into these topics. Um, what what we have to focus really on is our Anartha Nivritya. Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya is all in the Prema stage. and we are struggling with anarthani vritti stage so right now our focus should be there and of course we have to understand krishna which is why we have to also understand these things also which is rightly asked i mean so i'm not condemning the question but it is just that i am not a person who is completely conversant but there is definitely examples of dasaras in golokvindavan in this ways you know like i explained daruka or even in vrindavan also there are um i think the shantras dasaras is now all the different grades of devotees are mentioned so like that rajeshwari mas it's sinful birth because she is less intelligent can't understand shastras and she has to live only in grahastham or consider sinful because of her bro- gross body condition psychophysical nature the guna generally women are in the mode of passion and uh, of course when she is devotee she is much better off um than man who is not devotee you know? but it is explained like this you know when chitraketu um mocking he mocked lord shiva parvati you now chitraketu is a devotee and lord shiva is a devotee so between them they understand each other very well but when uh, so in that friendly manner he joked and mocked at lord shiva but parvati who saw this she got very angry how can you how can he mock at my husband like this so then she cursed um cursed him chitraketu to become a demon then he became vritasura so there prabhupad mentions that even in the higher sections of the universe higher realms like even parvati and lord shiva it is a, it is 
the woman is found to be less intelligent than men um but of course compared with a man on the earth parvati you know where is she but compared with lord shiva she is less intelligent so accordingly according to their um in their class in their class uh, like that so anyway in general women are considered uh, sinful birth but it is not to be um, um how to say i mean we can no need to feel angry or bad or you know um uh, gender dividing um, statement it is nothing like that it is just the facts laid bare facts laid bare that means bare facts like naked facts because krishna says so and so it is true so and also your question was it's sinful birth because she is less intelligent no is le- she is less intelligent because it's sinful birth that's why the qualities are like that hmm and can't understand shastras well they can but their understanding is always inferior to the man but with krishna consciousness they can of course rise above these but it is very difficult for women to uh, usually rise hmm that is the um, challenge but it is certainly possible that there are women who have become successful in that hmm. <clears throat> or she has to only live in grahastham see we have to understand because she is like this therefore she is less intelligent or sinful no it is because it is sinful but therefore these things are and because sinful but that's why she cannot alone go anywhere because how can she practice brahmacharya how can she practice sanyasa and travel around and is very dangerous for her life first of all cannot there will be some rascal men and also without a man she cannot be properly in the mode of goodness there is a there is a thing i will show you we have to accept these statements because they are said so by krishna and they are not wrong today morning also we were we were discussing this the woman sometimes does not need to do anything just the presence will turn things upside down especially in leading positions there is a nature because lust is the enemy of everyone hmm. and women being in the mode of passion they incite this lust in the man and if the man is not self control and that's it that's the where the problem all starts now here 42711 come to 4 chapter 27 text 1 Hmm. A sinful life can be counteracted by various processes of religion such as yajna, vrata and dana. That is the performance of sacrifices, taking of a vow and some religious ritual and the giving of charity. In this way one may become free from the reactions of sinful life and at the same time awaken his original Krishna consciousness. By coming home, taking his bath, eating nice food stuffs getting refreshed and searching out his wife king puranjan came to his good consciousness in his family life 
good consciousness means at least not wanton sense gratification control within the family life in other words a systematic family life as enjoined in the vedas is better than an irresponsible sinful life if a husband and wife combine together in krishna consciousness and live together peacefully that is very nice however if a husband becomes too much attracted by his wife and forgets his duty in life the implications of materialistic life will again resume Sri Rupa Goswami has therefore recommended Anasaktisya Vishayan Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 12255 Without being attached by sex, the husband and wife may live together for the advancement of spiritual life. The husband should engage in devotional service and the wife should be faithful and religious according to the Vedic injunctions. Such a combination is very good. However, if the husband becomes too much attracted to the wife due to sex, the position becomes very dangerous. Women in general are very much sexually inclined. Indeed, it is said that a woman's sex desire is nine times stronger than a man's. It is therefore a man's duty to keep a woman under under his control by satisfying her, giving her ornaments, nice food and clothes and engaging her in religious activities. Of course, a woman should have a few children and in this way not be disturbing to the man unfortunately if the man becomes attracted to the woman simply for sex enjoyment then family life becomes abominable the great politician chanakya pandit has said bharya rupavati shatru a beautiful wife is an enemy of course every woman in, in the eyes of her husband is very beautiful others may not see her as very beautiful but the husband being very much attracted to her sees her always as very beautiful If the husband sees the wife as very beautiful it is to be assumed that he is too much attracted to her this attraction is the attraction of sex the whole world is captivated by the two modes of material nature rajogun and tamogun passion and ignorance generally women are very much passionate and are less intelligent therefore somehow or other a man should not be under the control of their passion and ignorance by performing bhakti yoga or devotional service a man can be raised to the platform of goodness If a husband situated in the mode of goodness can control his wife who is pas- who is in passion and ignorance the woman is benefited forgetting her, her natural inclination for passion and ignorance the woman becomes obedient and faithful to her husband who is situated in goodness such a life becomes very welcome the intelligence of the man and woman may then work very nicely together and they can make a progressive march towards spiritual realization otherwise the husband coming under the control of the wife sacrifices his quality of goodness and become subservient to the qualities of passion and ignorance in this way the whole situation becomes polluted so for the man the ashram there are there is brahmacharya ashram grahastha ashram vanaprastha ashram sanyasa ashram but for the woman there is no such thing as a woman's ashram you see you know that all women will stay together and you know there is ashram like that no they just cannot stay together hmm uh, there will be so much um, you know they just cannot <laughs> and we have seen however nice the woman is that's why it is said her ashram is with the husband uh, they cannot do this um, celibacy and all this um, what is it called living in the ashram like a monk nun and all this this is this is not to be done by women they cannot do their, their psychophysical nature does not allow them to do so 
see we have to understand we are under the modes of material nature and just like every animal like why dog is less intelligent than human because you can only understand to a certain extent eating meat mating sleeping defending that's all and even that also when at a very low level on the street and all that. there's no class <laughs> but the higher humans if they do it with class they are classic dogs that's all they they are not humans um if they do it in a five star classic hotel this is classic dogs so so there's no difference basically but therefore human is more intelligent and even among humans there is again one um, brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra why this is there because in human society again according to the influence of the modes so women as a class are generally under the mode of passion and ignorance that's why they have to be always religiously um, engaged and under the protection of the man father husband son like that and of course the man has to be trained properly rajeshwari mata ji flying mountain she comes up to give rest to hanuman she has actually blocked the tunnel path of lower planets and where is this i don't know the context of this um, story in the ramayan when and where exactly this happened okay anyway so that's about the end of the session please understand we are not against women of course we are not but facts are facts and we if we know everything as it is then we can know the problem if we choose to turn a blind eye to the problem then we will come up with insane ideas like you know oh women also can take sannyas and all these things and then they also can become gurus they also be- i mean even man also cannot become guru first of all guru is a reserved position for a pure devotee firstly so i mean women becoming leaders somebody asked prabhupada you know but uh, you you are saying women should not become leaders yeah generally they don't make good leaders prabhupada said but your country was is, is being run by a woman indira gandhi so probably yeah that's why there are already problems now if we're not saying that when the man is there there is no problems huh? because a man who is under the control of a woman also is the same he is even worse than you know dealing with a woman and we had personal experience of such uh, men i don't wish to name but the women there were some women i mean they used to come to the temple they were very very fighter type very overbearing and like that lot of politics lot of diplomacy lot of aggression like that so it was difficult um it was difficult dealing with them but understanding that that is their nature we tolerated it was tolerable because okay that is their nature and then slowly we will try to 
you know help them and raise them to the proper standards but then their husbands became so subservient to their wives and we had to deal with such men and that is the most painful thing that is the most frustrating thing to deal with a man who is under the control of a woman even worse it is said in the where it is said i, I keep forgetting that verse always that even the demigods don't accept food offered by a person who is under the control of a woman of a of a handpicked husband they don't accept even demigod what to speak of krishna demigods they don't accept offering from such a man i mean every man is controlled by the woman but one who is especially controlled and he has no discretion of his own uh, instead of leading the woman he just follows the woman oh that it, the te- technical word in sanskrit is called kridamriga kridamriga means a pet toy animal in the hands of the woman huh? so that kind of men are the worst to deal with so today's society is run by other women or men who are the playthings in the hand of hands of women they are not leaders you know in in spiritual life and leading the women leading the society no they are just led by you know their own passion that's all Yes, Prabhu, we understand as women, I agree, my emotions are difficult to control. Thankfully, we can still engage in seva, hope that can help us rise above the moods. So, this kind of attitude is helpful. And, honestly, if I know that I am sinful, in fact, as a Vaishnava, it is our duty to think that I am the most sinful. And if I feel bad that I am called sinful, then, what is the point? What kind of Vaishnava is that? so we shouldn't feel like that we should know ultimately that we are not women we are not man but because of my past activities i have gotten a body in which it is very difficult um, to advance but it is not impossible um, it's not impossible um, taking to the shelter of krishna consciousness yes everybody can but one has to also follow one's uh, psychophysical nature governed by the three modes and you know regulate one's activities according to those directions uh, so that our our advancement will be smooth if we try to transgress that's why it is said shreyan swadharmo viguna paradharma sanushtitat swadharme nidhanam shreya paradharmo bhayavaha 335 bhagavad gita one should do one's own duties perfectly and not imitate other others duties even if one does it imperfectly one should have to do his own duties Uh, the the system has to be maintained um, we cannot jump and do others duties so like that everybody has to play their part women have a role a very important role in society also but they will only be able to play that part if they act according to their position like we may say oh brain is the most important leg is not so important but leg is doing a lot of work for the body right yes we can without do without a leg but you know with a leg how much more help it is right our locomotive organs so 
so we cannot discount anything hmm. but if the leg wants to think that he is head ah then we have a problem then it's like one bo- one part of the body behaving like another part of the body then it becomes chaotic if suddenly the heart says no no i don't want to be beating every every second like this so many time i just want to relax you know like some like maybe maybe say um uh, the the digestive system stomach only when food is coming okay it is he is working and you know making it something and is sending it to the intestines okay you, you you take care so that i want like this business so if heart stops <laughs> becomes a stomach and the person dies uh, so so we have to do our own duty in the society and advance in krishna consciousness there is enough ways and means to advance in krishna consciousness we don't have to be equal we as long as we have equal chance to go back to god that's fine so we have to do our own thing according to the regulations all right next um parshuram prabhu shri prabhupad mentions brain size of women is less and he referred to his professor's statement but science has discovered that main brain mass is dependent on body size and now women being big size brain mass in women being less can be overruled no no according to the proportion it is to be it is seen so proportionately man has more brain size than a woman whether the woman is big or uh, big or small man has more brain size and uh, they also said creases in the brain also refers to intelligence now a woman is very qualified in many ways especially if she is properly cultured and shy and chaste and everything you see uh, i'll show you a verse you know in bhagavad gita krishna says among women i think it's 1132 sorry 1034 kirtir shrir vakcha narinam smritir medha dhritih kshama among women you see what are the um, seven things that are women is very good at fame fortune fine speech memory intelligence steadfastness and patience so they are good in these things i mean f- fame means i mean fame depends on the person how it is explained here it's the seven opulences listed fame fortune fine speech memory intelligence steadfastness and patience are considered feminine if a person possesses all of them or some of them he becomes glorious if a man is uh, famous as a righteous man that makes him glorious sanskrit is a perfect na- language and therefore and is therefore very glorious so fine speech fortune memory intelligence the feminine so these things are there you know she has many good qualities but they will shine only if they are properly nurtured even for a man man may have many talents but unless one is krishna conscious and properly trained they will become wild so like that you know so all right i think uh, we'll stop it here we went to some other topic we were supposed to be talking about holy name chaitanya mahaprabhu <laughs> All right, so thank you very much. Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ki jai, Panchatattva ki jai, Shadgo Swami ki jai. 
श्री प्रभुपाद की जय अनंत गौरी वैष्णव वृंद की जय निताय गौर ब्रह्मानंदे हरि हरि बोल हरे कृष्णा